Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Scoop B Radio. Hello, online world. This is Off the Record with Mix Bustos, and I have a very special guest for today. I am with NBA insider Brandon Scoopy Robinson, all the way from the East Coast in New Jersey. Brandon, I hope you're doing good. Yeah, man. Well, first of all, we got big thanks for having me, man. I'm really just trying to follow the rules and just um, stay focused, and we're trying to get through this. People from, from different areas um, and have lived and said different things. So, really, we're just trying to get through it, and hopefully there'll be some more basketball to, to watch and to play pretty soon. Now, I we were chatting a few days back in setting up uh, this call, and it has uh, taken a big hit. The sports world has taken a big hit, especially the NBA. Can you tell us more about the situation, what was going on inside the NBA you know, when this was getting hot, even before Rudy Gobert got tested positive, what was the atmosphere like on how the league was dealing with this situation? Well, I mean, you, you know, when people talk about social distancing, um, really and truly, um, what I find is that um, the NBA was kind of already on it. You know, it's six to eight feet. Uh, you know, they had closed the locker room. You know, pretty much they were doing media pressers uh, in a designated area with a podium there and then microphones. So, you know, the NBA had already kind of started uh, kind of figuring out, you know, next steps. So, you know, credit to them for that. But, you know, for, for people who are on the beat every day, um, you know, that's your livelihood, communicating with players, whether they're one-on-one interviews, whether they're group interviews, et cetera. So, you know, it's it's definitely a new normal and uh, how things are being covered. But then, you know, once Rudy Gobert tested positive, that changed the whole landscape. They shut it down. And it's crazy because, you know, prior to that happening, I had actually spoken to Charles Barkley uh, that week. And one of the things he had said was um, he didn't understand how you could keep fans away from an arena. And I think when you that statement spoke volumes because 
you know, you, you depend on fans for, you know, not just revenue, but for excitement and to cheer on the home team. But also, um, I, I think there was kind of like a preconceived notion that media and fans were going to give players an illness. And in fact, a lot of players tested positive. So I think we're still figuring out a lot of things and um, we've learned a little bit more, but we're still figuring a lot of stuff out. So that's kind of before, you know, the NBA went on hiatus where we were. Well, uh, obviously that uh, not just the NBA, major leagues around the world have suspended their games uh, even before this lockdown all over the world's happening. Um, but did you think, uh, well, actually NBA was one of the last major sports leagues to actually cancel games or postpone games or as of the moment, did you feel that that was a good decision for them uh, to shut it down a little bit later compared to the other leagues compared to around the world? Well, I thought that the NBA was still gathering things, but I think what was interesting was once the NBA did shut everything down, I mean, things followed suit, like schools shut down, churches shut down. You know, when the NBA, who, who gets a lot of attention from all walks of life, does things. It's, it's as if it's almost like a presidential move, so to speak. So um, th to directly answer your question, I think the NBA was being cautious, and I think they were also looking at the investments that they had with those teams. It's projected that if the NBA does not resume play, they could lose somewhere in the billions. Uh, that's from revenue. That's from you know ticket sales. That's from merchandise and more, and the playoffs. Like, I think that the NBA was just being cautious and, and, and seeing what was next. And I think that once the Rudy Gobert situation happened in that game against the Oklahoma City Thunder, um, that's where things changed. You know, I, I was speaking to some people that were actually uh, part of the Oklahoma City Thunder staff uh, who were quarantined after, you know, they shut, they made all the fans leave and they quarantined both teams for a while. And, you know, they didn't really want to talk about it too much, but from the little bit that I gathered, uh, they were just wondering, like, what was next steps? Because, you know, I, I remember there was a night game, a game later that night after was the Sacramento Kings and the New Orleans Pelicans playing, which they eventually canceled that game. It just was a lot of questions of, of what was next. Um, and, you know, the NBA even considered doing games without fans. And imagine if the new, excuse me, the, the Brooklyn Nets uh, and the Golden State Warriors had played that game. Kevin Durant was with the Nets at that time. He tested positive. You wonder different ramifications. There were other guys on that Brooklyn Nets team that tested positive. Uh, so, you know, th there, there are some things that we're still figuring out, and there's some things that people can be thankful for, that they did not meet with certain people and contract certain things. But we're still figuring out how you actually contract this virus. I'm no doctor, but there's a lot of questions that people are still trying to get answered. Is the number growing in terms of the population in the NBA, uh, in terms of contracting the virus? Would you know of any information that uh, besides from what was uh, declared, of course, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, two Laker players, Christian Wood from the Detroit Pistons, besides them, would you know? Well, j just for those who are listening or watching, there are, have been 14 cases uh, whether that is players or that is staff. So you have staff members on the Philadelphia 76ers who contracted it. You have four members of the L.A. Lakers. Scoop uh, B Radio. Members on the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant came out. Christian Wood of the Detroit Pistons. And, of course, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell. I've spoken to some players who, you know, are concerned about, you know, whether they can contract it because you really just don't know how you get it. Like, you think about it, right? 
I had this conversation with someone recently. When you think of Michael Jordan's flu game, he picked up a basketball. For those who are paying attention, Michael Jordan played in the NBA Finals uh, while having the flu and, and scored a, a lot of points. And, um, you know, he was touching a basketball that everybody else was touching, right? Mm -hmm. You yeah. don't think about that. That's the part that gets lost in translation. How many people could have contracted a flu symptom from touching the same basketball Michael Jordan was scoring on? We don't think about that. I think a lot of people are now starting to think about those things. So I think when you present day in 2020, when you're looking at coronavirus, look at all of the people who Rudy Gobert, for example, came in contact with uh, during the Utah Jazz's um, run. Like they were on a road trip for 10 days, if I'm not mistaken. They had played the Cleveland Cavaliers, the New York Knicks, the Boston Celtics, the Toronto Raptors, the Detroit Pistons. And a member of the Detroit Pistons contracted it. So you ask the question, did he can contract it from Rudy Gobert? You don't know, okay? So then you look at the situation with the with um, the Lakers, right? Four members of the Lakers who contracted it. Then you look at the Nets. When you look at that game that the Nets and the Lakers played, when Anthony Davis was trying to hit that game-winning shot against the Nets a couple weeks ago, who was yelling in his ear from the bench? Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that Anthony Davis has it at all, but what I am saying is this. Um, what I'm saying is we don't know if it's coming from breathing, if it's touching a basketball, if it's for shaking hands, like, it's just a lot of things that we just don't know right now. And there is apprehension within, you know, players that I have spoken to, whether, you know, um, how they can contract it. You know, it reminds me a lot of that's not the same uh, Magic Johnson te uh, tested HIV positive. I actually had Gary Beatty, um, who was a Lakers trainer for years, uh, who actually treated me. He was on my podcast, Scoopy Radio. He talked about how, you know, he treated Magic Johnson uh, without gloves on. And he got a lot of angry viewers and fans and letters from medical uh, people to spread a message of like, you know, this back then many people perceived that, you know, being HIV positive or having AIDS was the gay man's disease, which, you know, was debunked at that point. There were still people gathering information at that point is the point I'm making. And I think that it, in that same vein, how do you contract coronavirus? We're Scooby still figuring that out. Is it from droplets? Is it from shaking hands? Is it, do you get it from touching somebody, slapping them on the butt after a good play? Like, you're still figuring all of those things out. And I think that's mm -hmm. just where the league is right now. What is life like uh, for you, for you guys covering the NBA? I actually, for me personally, have gotten more work done uh, since I've been home. Um, I will say that um, being connected, picking up a phone, calling people, texting people, um, and being in my field for a long time, I'm blessed. Um, I know I'm not on the go traveling a lot throughout the course of the season anyway. I, I've been te texting and on the phone with executives, current players, tired players. Um, I just had Shaquille O'Neal on the Scoopy Radio podcast last week. So, I mean, it's 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 just staying in touch. To be honest with you, it's, it's easier to get people to sit down. You know, Shaq and I have been trying to nail down a time to get on the podcast for a while, and we were texting, and, you know, he was like, let's do it. So, you know, we finally got a chance to sit down and talk, and, you know, we, we supposed to be NBA playoff time, but uh, moving forward, given that this whole uncertainty is in place, what do you think is next now for the NBA? How should they play this out? Well, I, I have spoken to some folks uh, within the league office who have shared with me. Uh, they intimated that um, some decision could come soon as far as an update. 
as to what the next moves are. Um, that doesn't mean that it's a finite decision. I think it all depends on what happens with the coronavirus. Me personally, um, you know, here in the States, uh, President Trump has, has, has said that, you know, the, the, an extended amount of time of quarantining through April 30th is now in effect. Um, I, I, I wonder if the NBA will create a playoff situation as is. Meaning if you're in the Western Conference, the Memphis Grizzlies are the AFC, they're going to the playoffs and they play the Lakers in the first round. Um, I will tell you that um, from a perspective of even money, uh, a lot of things have been messed up. I'll tell you that uh, Scottie Pippen, for example, uh, as well as Penny Hardaway, uh, were rolling out plans uh, for the promotion of retroing their sneakers. There were supposed to be little Penny commercials this summer mm -hmm. during the playoffs. Um, there was Tracy McGrady was supposed to be rolling out his sneaker line. Um, the, the, the Nike was supposed to be rolling out Kobe Bryant related stuff. Um, retro sneakers, kind of the way they were doing with Michael Jordan during the playoffs. That rollout was supposed to begin. There were a lot of things that were affected by coronavirus, and so I think that um, the NBA, if they're smart, uh, they waited out a little longer to see what's going on. The thing that's conflicting though is okay. There's talks that the the, the, the season could resume and or the playoffs in July. Arenas have schedules. You know, there's concerts. Ice Cube's Big Three has, you know, their Big Three tournament mm -hmm. going on. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's just a lot of a, a conundrum of just different conflicting things. So I think the NBA is going to have to make a prudent decision. There's been rumors about potentially playing in the Bahamas. You just, uh -huh. you hear a lot of people. Mutual ground. Yes. Yes. So it's, I think it's just a wait and see. And, um, and I also think a lot of players just got to get well. Because here's the thing. There's been talk that, you know, heat will, you know, make the, the coronavirus subside and that it, it lives in cold air. Okay. In the East Coast, for example, it gets hot in June or July. Maybe the coronavirus dies. But what happens in the fall when it gets cold again? That's true. Re -emerge? So those mm -hmm. are things I think a lot, of, a lot of people are considering within the league. Just a follow-up. Scoop, just a follow-up. Is there talks that it may be canceled, the season may be canceled, given maybe a due date or, or a deadline that they, can, they can't decide or there's no decision yet? I think there's still the decision, but it's been talked about. Um, I think ultimately it depends on you know, what happens. There's been discussion about just playing games at practice centers without fans. Um, they've, they've bounced a lot of different ideas out, and um, it, it just it doesn't look good right now. And uh, I think there's a lot more out there as far as public health. Um, but I, I think really and truly we're just in an information gathering stage. And you just have to be careful with the information that you put out there that you then force people to believe. What I have heard, though, is, you know, it could go either way. They could start in July. They could cancel the season. And I'll tell you just as a person who's an observer of basketball, it kind of sucks, you know, for the Lakers because the, their competition in the Western Conference doesn't get any better next season. The Warriors come back healthy. Uh, there's a situation where, you know, even Anthony Davis may not resign. He, he can exercise his free agency options. You look at Giannis Antetokounmpo. He could join the, the, a, a team in the Western Conference or the Eastern Conference with free agency. So there's a lot of just things that are, that are taking place. All right. So there you have it. As always, Brandon, a Scooby Robinson, thank you so much for your time. Stay safe and healthy. And uh, as always, it is off the record with Mix Bustos and See you in the next episode. Scoop B Radio. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.